Sean, you're older than some of your coaches. Uh, help me understand what's going on with that, my friend. Hey, you're killing me. You're killing me. I'm trying to stay young. I'm trying to keep up with the times, and you're, and you're putting that bad juju out, man. I, 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 I'm 23. I'm trying to act like I'm 18, but it's all good. It's all good. Hello. Welcome to the Tuesday, July 26th edition of Always College Football. We hope you're enjoying the podcast wherever it is you're consuming it, whether that's on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, or here with us on the ESPN YouTube channel. I'm Greg McElroy. Along with me, as always, Mark Kubiak, who just gave birth to his second son, by the way. Koops, we're not going to get into the details right now. We'll get to that at a later date, but we're very proud of you, and we're glad that you're back after a four-day paternity leave. That was uh, pretty impressive. That's one for the record books. We have a great game plan for you today, as Big Ten Media Days will officially get underway. We'll talk about Kevin Warren and his reaction to the unionizing of college football players. We also have a great conversation with Sean Clifford. He's the sixth-year quarterback for Penn State. And in full transparency, we talked to him a couple weeks ago, and we tried to revisit our conversation with him. And he said, look, I'm going to politely pass because he cannot at this point talk about the potential union coming out of Penn State where we will ask him about his limitless NIL and what he has planned for his final season. So we look forward to all those things, but first, let's talk about it. The Big Ten Media Days got underway today, and Commissioner Kevin Warren, he took to the mic addressing the recent changes and the broader changes coming to college football. We are on a perpetual state of evaluating what's next for college athletics, What's next for the Big Ten Conference? What's next for college football playoff? What's next for the NCAA? What's next for the Transformation Committee? And what's next for the future of how we operate in this environment called college athletics? Our bowls, our partnerships. And I'm a big believer that the reason why we are dealing with a lot of issues that we're dealing with today is because the business of college athletics has grown faster than the structure and the governance of college athletics. So while the dollars are important to our member institutions, but it's really about the platform to provide financial stability to our member institutions so we can provide excellent health care, mental health services, life skills programs, and even educational experiences to our student-athletes. A lot to digest there from Kevin Warren, but I wanted to focus just a little bit on the hot topic of today. That's unionization within college football. Look, it's long been a hot topic of discussion, not just amongst the current players, but also amongst the former players. I think the players need to be really careful, and it's a very painful topic to address because there is a certain reality there is that as a college football player, you are replaceable. Now, I've seen Heisman Trophy winners graduate from whatever school it was that they went to and then went back the following September only to see that same school have a stadium full in an effort to support that school. Now, sure, there are certainly players that are exclusively worth the price of admission. I mean, Johnny Manziel comes to mind, Cam Newton, Derrick Henry, the list goes on and on. But ultimately, the love for college football 
It resides not in the player that wears the uniform, but in the uniform itself. Um, it's not to say when Marcus Mariota graduated in 2014, you go back in September and you see Autzen Stadium's completely full. Of course, they miss Marcus and they'll always appreciate the time that he spent in Eugene, Oregon. But ultimately, even the greatest players at some schools are replaceable. Look, most self-described, this is self-described, this is not me, self-described diehard college football fans would have a difficult time naming 10 college football players. That's right. It's not that I've done the study, but I've had the conversations with players and with coaches and with teams and with fans, had those discussions for the better part of the last nine years since I've been in this industry. And I don't think that many people can name 10 players that aren't on their specific team. So I'll help you out right now. I'm sure your list probably is something of the following. CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, Will Anderson. Maybe there's a few more that I'm missing right now. But you can't go that much further when you name people and players that don't play for your specific team. Look, I'm all for the players trying to get their fair share. But you need to be careful not to cut off your nose to spite your face. A lot of people have proposed, well, what if the players don't just, what if they just don't show up for a big game? What if they don't want to play? And they say, well, we're going to, we're going to hold your feet to the fire and we're just not going to play. Well, the answer is they'd lose their scholarship immediately. And now they would lose their NIL. And I can tell you, look, if I backed up John Parker Wilson for three years from 2006, 2007, 2008, if John Parker Wilson said, I'm not playing, guess what I'm going to do? All right, I'll play coach (laughs) in a heartbeat. And I think a lot of people need to understand that while the NFL has had success collectively bargaining, there's no denying that. There's 1,600 players that make up the NFL Players Association. Well, if you take 85 scholarships times 130 FBS schools, that's 11,000 players. And every single player in college football has a little bit different socioeconomic status. Not like the NFL, where a vast majority of the guys can live from one season to the next without being concerned about where the next paycheck is coming from. Look, college football players aren't as secure as the NFL players. That's why I think collectively bargaining and unionizing across the entire landscape would be incredibly difficult. Look, if you want to push as a player for expanded medical coverage, I 100% support you. I think all former players would support you. That way you have at least the blanket of medical coverage taken care of if in fact future injuries arise. But if you think for whatever reason that you're bigger than your individual school, I think you're wrong. And if you think that you're going to get some type of revenue sharing in a collective bargaining environment, I think you're totally wrong because that's going to require crazy leverage and there isn't a single player that's bigger than their respective school. So I'll finish with this. And this message is to the players. You do you. I will always support the players. But be careful what you wish for.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Welcome in sixth-year senior Sean Clifford. He's the quarterback for the Penn State Nittany Lions. Sean, you're older than some of your coaches. Uh, help me understand what's going on with that, my friend. Hey, you're killing me. You're killing me. I'm trying to stay young. I'm trying to. I'm trying to keep up with the times, and you're and you're putting that bad juju out, man. I, I, I <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm trying to be. I'm, I'm 23. I'm trying to act like I'm 18, but it's all good. It's all good. Well, it's a, you can always have that 18 year old moment, but hey, Brady's proven that you can do it deep into your 40s. So, like, if there's anything that we've learned is that time ain't nothing but a number. Age ain't nothing but a number. Like, you're in good shape, brother. So, it's great stuff. That. We know that you had an injury last year, and that really affected you down the street stretch we never really heard the details or the specifics of that injury but we've seen you wince and we saw you grab towards your hip what what was going on last year that kind of hurt your consistency as you went throughout the second half of the season yeah so I so I had an injury uh against Iowa uh it was, it was, it was brutal I mean we, we, we were having a great game and I, and I just wish that I could have finished it off strong with my team uh had an injury that that put me out uh to the, to the, to the rib area. Um, and, and it, it definitely set me back. Uh, we had a bye week after that, but you know, it's, it's tough as a quarterback, uh, when you're dealing with an injury like that to come back, um, you know, strong, uh, it, it was, it was really hard. I fought through a lot of, uh, a lot of pain to get through a couple of those games. Um, but you know, that's, that's the name of the game. Availability is the best ability, you know, that, um, and, and it's one of those things where, it's just taking care of your body day in, day out, eating right, making sure that um, you're, you're giving everything you got, especially for me in my last season. There's, there's nothing that you know I want more than to be successful for this team um, and then moving forward as well for this Penn State Nation. So I think that you know, it's, 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 I'm excited. I'm excited moving into my last year. It's, it, it, it is my last year. Uh, you know, I, I think that uh, six years is, is just enough. So uh, it's time to uh, make something shake. Well, obviously, we hear now more than ever the sixth-year senior, the fifth-year junior, the you know the the third-year freshman. I mean, we we hear that now, but knowing that what you guys went through in the Big Ten and specifically, I mean, it was a challenge. The COVID year was remarkably difficult, but knowing that you had to go through that challenge and now have been rewarded with an additional year of eligibility, an additional year to pursue a, a second degree. I mean, you name it, you can do it now because of that extra time. So when you first found out that you'd be given that sixth year, did you kind of already know at that point, hey, yeah, I'm probably going to take advantage of that? 
I, I didn't. Uh, you know, I, when, when that first six, the first year, six year conversation came out, it was more so, okay, there's the safety net. You know, it's, it's yeah. exciting that we get that, but obviously you know, I want to have a good enough year uh, to leave and, 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 and be a, be a guy in the league um, and move on because, you know, um, you know, I love Penn State and everything about it, but you know, five years in college football, you know, it, those college football workouts, that fall, college football grind, <laughs> the Big Ten schedule, it gets you. Um, but you know, I, I, I've I've enjoyed my time at Penn State, you know, significantly. So I'm, I'm happy to be back. But to answer your question, no, I I didn't really think um, it wasn't in my mind to be here. I wasn't trying to focus on you know the six year mentality. Uh, I wanted to make sure that I was putting all all my eggs in the same basket of, of a fifth year final ride. Um, and then, you know, the, the season was going really well. You know, I felt really good about, you know, where our team was heading, where I was headed. Um, and then obviously against Iowa, uh, that put a little bit, um, you know, it just, it just took it back a little bit. And uh, now I'm fighting every inch uh, for this team, for myself. Um, but at the same time, I know the talent that we have. I'm really excited about the season. I know what I can do. Um, and what this offense, this defense, everybody, every, the, you know, the coaching staff, we're all hungry. Um, so it's, it's just focusing day in, day out. It's a one day mentality, um, and, and taking everything, every, every day, uh, like it's our last, um, and, and that's, that's been my mentality. Uh, so I'm, I've been excited. Well, you mentioned loving the offense and, and loving, I would imagine within that offense and that personnel, your, your offensive coordinator, Mike Yersich now working with him for the second year. How much does that benefit you? Now, having gone through a season with that offense and now heading into year number two, maybe with your comfort level and the communication that you'll have with the rest of your offensive teammates. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the biggest thing. I have not had a second year in the system at Penn State uh, that, you know, we had a new OC after my first year starting, new OC after my second year starting. Um, so, it, it, you know, it just kept on going. And now having Coach Jersich back, you know, this is my fourth year going in. Uh, and having him back is has been so significant. Just from just from going into mastery over learning um, learning the offense. You know, not learning what the terminology is, knowing what the terminology is, like it's the back of my hand, and then being able to execute at a higher level, um, talk the language, make the checks, having more hit him have more trust in me as a six year guy, which I should be able to do. Um, be able to really control the reins and just fully dive into, uh, you know, the quarterback position at Penn State, which needs to be um, somebody who can who can make the checks at the line without looking back to the sideline, being able to know the game plan inside and out. And just, you know, it's been tough. Uh, you know, I, I get to that point near, you know, the midway part of the season toward the end, but then, you know, we've had a different OC the next year. So being able to be in that same system, I'm so excited. Uh, you know, we have a great schedule that I'm, I'm, I'm juiced uh, to get into as well. And, you know, there's just so much opportunity. It's, it's just I'm, I'm blessed to be in the position that I am really excited about it. And, you know, like I said, Coach Jurisic is a big part of that. Yeah, I'm excited to see. I love that offense. I think that outside zone stuff that he does is, is really tough, puts a lot of strain on the defense. So I think it's going to be a good fit for y'all heading into this year. I want to go back to your recruitment quickly because I know you're from Cincinnati. Uh, one, we'll get to the best Cincinnati foods because I think La Rosa's is painfully underrated. Uh, and everybody talks about the chili and all this stuff, but La Rosa's to me is an underrated gem. We'll get to that in a minute, but I want to, I'm just curious as a kid that went to school in high school at St. X 
right down the road from Columbus, seeing the success that Ohio State's had, knowing that you grew up just right down the road in the basically in the shadows of the Ohio State program to get the opportunity to play them every year. I mean, I, I can't imagine what it's like. I, I'm from Texas, went to Alabama. There was no bad blood at that time. Now there is, but not anymore. You know, there once not not back in the day. So I almost went completely AWOL. You have to coexist with the success that Ohio State's had. So what's that like as an Ohio kid playing for a rival against a school that you probably at some point or another maybe grew up rooting for? Yeah. Uh, you know, across across the Big Ten, you see deep, deep love for the the community and the team that you've been a part of. Uh, you know, for, for me, I was born actually in Barrington, Illinois, right outside of Chicago. Uh, a lot of my family's from Chicago, the Illinois area. Um, and then we moved to Cincinnati when I was young. Um, so I didn't, you know, my family wasn't developed Ohio State fans, but, you know, living in Cincinnati, I learned what that meant, obviously. Um, and, and, you know, so that it didn't really affect my recruitment. It didn't really affect, you know, my thought process because I wasn't, I wasn't a true, uh, you know, Cincinnati affiliate straight to Ohio State um, type guy. But, I, I, you know, it's the same as Penn State. Penn State has, you know, if you grow up in Pennsylvania, you know where you're going. Uh, and that's Penn, Penn State, um, you know, if, you, you know if, if, if you're smart. But at the same time, um, I think that, I think that it's, it's really, you know, it's been a humbling and blessing to, to be able to play on big stages in general. Um, you know, when you, when you click on the Penn State-Ohio State game, everybody's talking about it. Uh, and, and that's what I live for. You know, when I, when I was growing up, I was looking at quarterbacks like yourself, um, just wishing to be in those big games uh, with all the lights on and, and playing in front of millions of people. Um, and to be able to do that now with a school that I love so much and have so much, um, you know, passion and drive for uh, with teammates that I love in addition, it's, it's, it, it makes Saturday so much more special than I could have ever dreamed of uh, when I was just, a, you know, a 10-year-old watching TV. There's nothing better, man, than especially you put on that old school uniform, you run out there on the field in front of 100,000 people, and it's just like it's always been, man. There's nothing quite like that. You've been given an amazing platform at Penn State, and now you're using that platform by launching your own NIL company. It's limitless. You're the CEO. Your brother, by the way, is also on staff. Does he have a short leash, by the way? Does Liam have a short leash with you being the CEO? Oh no, no, he's got he 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 runs my day sometimes. Uh, he tells me what to do. So uh, no, it's 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 been so much fun. Uh, it, it was just a concept before. Um, it was one of those things where the minute that I did know I was coming back, I knew I wanted to do something bigger than myself when it came to NIL space, being able to help um, athletes across the country, and just being able to establish so, so much relationships over the past five years. I knew that I had the network to be able to do it. And uh, I've just seen so much love, support from Penn State, in addition to, you know, other college athletes um, across the country being able to say, hey, you know, this this guy is trying to do something for the players, by a player and truly, you know, make a difference. Because that's the one thing that I've seen is player representation is lacking sometimes. And that's why we haven't had an NIL before. I feel like we really haven't been able to join together and, and, and speak out against, you know, certain things. I'm sure that you would have loved to have uh, NIL in your day. You could have converted some, some, some serious cash with your teammates as well. Um, but it's one of those things where um, I just want to be able, be able to be a, a you know, beacon of hope and, and, and uh, somebody who can speak out on issues uh, when it comes to NIL, because I'm, I'm in those conversations with the highest, uh, you know, highest people. So 
you know, it's not just uh, the four-year-olds talking. You know, you got a 23-year-old representative right here in State College, Pennsylvania. So, Well, but what is it? Because you're a quarterback, and obviously the demands on your time are significant. I mean, I'm sure you're probably up at the facility 40, 45 hours a week at the minimum in the time that you're there during the season at the minimum. I mean, that's just getting started. That's before you get to game weekend and travel and all the other stuff in addition to that plus classwork. So how are you able to balance everything that's required of you as the starting quarterback at Penn state and the CEO of an NIL company in which you are literally hands-on with some of the money that some of your teammates might even be able to receive? Yeah, no, it's been a lot of fun to be honest with you. You know, my brain works in a different way. Um, sometimes, you know, I like to, I like to start the day by working on limitless, uh, attacking it in that way. It gets the brain going, it gets my mind going. And then when I hit the facility, it's all football. Um, so in the summer it's been really helpful. Um, you know, I've allocated, you know, four or five hours in the morning to limitless working with the team. And then the minute that I switch the flip the script and I go to the facility, it's all football for five, six hours. Um, so, you know, I'm putting in, you know, summer grind, you know, how it is, you get to, you know, you get to take a little bit more of a step back, you know, so I'm putting in about 25, 30 hours a week in the facility f- for the team in the summer. Um, but yeah, a hundred percent when we get in the season, uh, we actually, you know, we're, we're, we're in the hiring process of a president, uh, be able to run it on, on a, on a, you know, a full capable without me, um, day to day, um, and, and, and just, developing infrastructure. And the biggest thing that I've learned is the educational piece has been so valuable to me. I'm, I, I want to be a young entrepreneur. Um, that's, that's, that, that's, that's my goal. I want to do entrepreneurship. I just love everything that comes about it. Uh, just being able to create opportunities for other people to get involved with. It's just so cool. And especially through the avenue of sport, uh, it's, it's, it's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Um, after football, post football, and also now, as you can tell during football, um, just because that's how my mind goes. I, I like to work long days um, and put in a lot of a lot of effort and time into things that I'm passionate about. Uh, obviously, football is my first passion. And that's the number one thing. But, you know, Limitless also is, is now a, a huge passion of mine, too. Um, and being able to support other athletes in many different ways, whether it be financially, um, mentorship, talent representation, branding, storytelling, whatever, you, na- you name it, we got it. Um, and it's just been exciting to be a part of it. You know, it's funny because you referenced the educational. There's a lot of benefits to this, and we could talk about, hey, guys are breaking too much, or you know, and you shouldn't be recruited based on NIL stuff. I, I get that. Those are conversations that we'll have a million times and we'll continue to forever. But what I think is there's a real value to the education. I remember getting my first ever paycheck from the New York Jets and looking at my signing bonus and seeing it cut in half and trying to figure out what the heck happened? Where, where'd it go? <laughs> I know that taxes exist, but not to this extreme. How have you helped? And I know that you are real proud of this. But you guys have an, a team that is actually working with your athletes to help educate them at, with just financial planning uh, for the most part. So yeah. is that an additional benefit that, that you will continue to provide? And, and how has that you know, helped some of the guys that you've signed up so far? Absolutely. I mean, we partnered with Beacon Point at a very early stage. Uh, my buddy, Matt Bockhorst, uh, who played at Clemson, he was a captain yeah. at Clemson, a national champion. Uh, he, we, we partnered up with Beacon Point to be able to provide that financial literacy education piece. And now what, what, what they bring to the table, you know, 
normally a lot of us, including myself, couldn't get in with a beacon point. You know, you have to have at least a half a million dollars of investable assets to be able to, to even join up with or get in the door and talk to beacon point. But they see the value of student athletes. They see the value of what we're doing. So they drop that 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 minimum down to zero dollars for our athletes. So all of our athletes are getting, you know, if they want private wealth management at the highest level, you know, from the jump. And in addition to that, you know, that's our first pillar, being able to provide that. And then the talent representation, vowing for brand deals, um, just like any other agency, but then putting a twist on it where we're really truly building their content. We have a peer advisor program that's ran through with other students. Um, that's kind of how my brand was built. I was actually with a, with a student in class back in 2019. Inklings of NIL was coming out and, you know, my, my entrepreneurship brain went right to, um, you know, let me create something with, with somebody else. Um, so Trevor Robinson, who works full time with my company now, uh, him and I created the Sean Clifford brand completely different than what it is today. But, you know, back then we were thinking about the future um, and it's just been cool to see it develop. Um, just so many different avenues, so many different partnerships, so many different people getting involved. I think it's just the beginning. I think NIL is it, it truly is just the beginning of NIL. Um, and I think that if it's good, done correctly, and that's why I'm happy that I'm here in this position to be able to support student athletes, if done correctly with, with player representation, I think that it can be super beneficial for the future. Well, I've talked with a bunch of people that have launched similar things to you, none of which are current players, which is what I think makes your model really special because you're living it. You have a, a certain level of credibility when you go talk to these guys, young guys, especially. And I think that's a wonderful thing to have had that experience. But you talk to some of the guys that are running companies similar to yours. I feel like we're getting inflated numbers. I feel like we're getting false representation of what guys are really making. You hear these numbers, oh, $15 million for this collective, which is getting distributed to just the recruiting class. Like, give us some transparency. Like, what, what are guys actually making? What are, what are you capable of making? Say if you're a Division One quarterback, you know, what's the earning potential versus, say, your left guard who, right. who might not be quite capable of making as much? Yeah, I think that that's the special thing about NIL is it, it truly brings out the entrepreneur in everybody. So you really are able to make as much as, uh, as, much as time you put into it. Um, so what we're seeing right now is the more time you put into your name, image, and likeness, the more rate return of investment that you're going to get. Um, and it doesn't matter if you're the star starting quarterback at Penn State. If you have nothing to promote something, because that's the, you know, there's a lot of talk about, you know, people just dishing out money to players. It's going to get chopped down. It's not going to be, it's, it's not going to work in the future. But the good thing is, you know, we're focusing on the right, the, the right way to do it. Offering up deliverables of what these athletes can bring to these companies, having companies, you know, see return on investment and having our athletes getting connected with really, really well-known and attributable brands that can help them in the future when they go professional or are looking for a job even. So one of those, so, so, that's that's the biggest thing with NIL. I think that all the like you said, Greg, the, the the numbers are so inflated. But the thing is that it's all going to even out pretty soon. Um, I, I can I can truly I think that that's going to happen, um, and I think that it's kind of necessary because you're right. There there is a definitely a, a problem on the evening the, the the playing field in some sort of the way. Um, but but truly, I, I do see. Um, it, you're right. The, the inflation, inflated numbers are there. 
hundred um, percent, but it's, it's focusing on the story. It's focusing on the content that that's, that's, the, that's the big part of NIL. Yeah, I think it's, I just don't like when people think that, oh, well, the backup running back from fill in the blank university is transferring to this school because they're getting paid a million dollars. No, they're not. Like, no, they're not. Like, I, I can tell you they're not. I think it's closer to, you know, what we speculated prior to NIL starting. We speculate, hey, maybe some guys will make five, 10 grand. You know, quarterbacks probably earning potential into the six figures, depending on what school you play yeah. for. But for the most part, most guys are making not life-changing money, but good, solid money that can be used, whether it be in day-to-day life, or they can help their family out, what have you. But for the most part, I mean, guys are more towards the five to 10 to 20 to 15, $25,000 range, not the millions that you're hearing about in right. some other places, correct? Yes, 100%. And that's the thing that we're dealing with. And, and I think that a lot of people forget you're not dealing with a 25-year-old with a full-time contract that's in the pros. Yeah. You're dealing with 18, 19, 20, 21-year-old kids who are just coming into some money and they're saying, oh, I got 10 grand. I can now go and buy right. something. Right. <laughs> what happens when, when Uncle Sam comes down in April and, and nobody has any idea what to do? There's going to be a lot of issues when it comes down to that. But the good thing is that with Limitless, and yeah, I'm doing a little promotion right now, we're taking care of that. We're making sure that our athletes are running through compliance. They're running through the state laws. We're going through you know, a bunch of consulting to be able to help them on a day-to-day uh, aspect with our peer advisors um, and just growing it very, very naturally. And as the deals come, the deals come. Um, and, and, and we're bringing in you know, numerous brands to be able to work with big budgets um, in the future. But at the same time, it's all about what can you deliver to the brand and how can you build that content naturally through your story? Because that's what it really matters. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not the, the old days of you holding up a, uh, a Dunkin' Donuts cup and saying, I support Dunkin'. <laughs> I don't think that's the way to go anymore. I think that showing it through the day-to-day actions and developing that content is huge. Yeah, I think that that's great. If you want to learn more about Limitless, go to LimitlessNIL. Dot com. I think what you guys are doing is fantastic. I'm proud of you. Uh, I think it's awesome. And I think it's great that you have some of your teammates on board. Finally, I'll get you out of here with this. Uh, where do you see this going? You, you referenced the fact that some of the numbers are inflated. I think a lot of them are very inaccurate. There's a lot of misinformation out there about how much is actually trading hands. But say we fast forward five years from now and it's 2027, I would imagine you'll probably still be uh, in the game, in the NIL game for sure, if you like it as much as it sounds like you do. Where do you think we're going? Are we getting to a point where we collectively bargain? Are we getting to a point where, you know, t- guys go straight pro out of high school? I mean, what's coming? That that's that's the uh, that's the interesting part about NIL right now. It's it, if anybody said they know exactly where we're going, they're lying. But the good thing is we have player representation now. Uh, myself, other athletes across the country, um, I'm seeing you know. Numerous people in, in my direct messages saying, hey, how do I help? How can I support to be able to really move this ecosystem forward? Because the main thing is we need to make sure that we're not having other people speak for us. We're speaking for ourselves. And when, and when we do that, we're going to make big changes that are going to be beneficial for not only you know, a couple guys, a couple girls. We're going to make big changes for, for everybody. Um, and that's the key to this game. Um, and, and, and I think that, you know, the NFL professional models of, of group licensing, like you said, there's definitely ways to do that. Um, and I think that, you know, everything is on the table from a marketing standpoint. And that's what's so exciting for me. Uh, I, I would encourage everybody, follow Limitless on Instagram, Twitter. There's a lot of different things coming your way. 
Um, some big partnerships coming our way as well. In addition to expanding to not only Penn State, but other schools across the country. So I'm really excited moving forward. No, that's great, man. At Limitless NIL on Twitter, on all the social medias. You can follow Sean at SeanCliff14. And I'm sure you can find out a lot of more information about Limitless through his social media profile. Sean, can't tell you how much time, how much we appreciate your time, man. Best of luck. And I hope you have a great year for the Nittany Lions. We're pulling for you guys this year, man. I really appreciate it, Greg. Thank you. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. What a great conversation with Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford. Really anxious to see what they can be this year now that he's fully healthy. As we talked about in the interview, he just wasn't the same guy down the stretch. And as a result, Penn State looked somewhat unrecognizable there in the final weeks of the regular season. Will they get back on track this year? We'll have to discuss that in future episodes. We look forward to continuing to break down some of the rosters throughout the Big Ten East and the Big Ten West for that matter. We'll dive deep into the rosters, the schedules, and make some predictions here in the days and weeks to come. It was great talking about some of the bigger picture topics on today's show, but hey, we're all excited for the games. We'll start breaking them down here very, very soon. Thanks for being with us. Always like, rate, and subscribe. It helps the show. Hit us up in the comments on the ESPN YouTube channel. That really helps us. Let's interact. Let's hear where you think we can improve. You can also hit us up via email. That's always college football at gmail.com and on Instagram and Twitter at always CFB. For all of us here at Always College Football, for Mark Kubiak, I'm Greg McElroy. We really appreciate you being with us. And remember, it's always college football. Hey guys, it's Greg McElroy. Thanks for watching Always College Football. Make sure you like, rate, and subscribe to ESPN's YouTube channel and wherever you listen to your podcasts. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.